everybody, it's Dr. Ron Eastman. Welcome to another edition of Women's Online Wellness Podcast. Now think with me for a moment. Let's try to figure out what to do about this broken medical care system without resorting to partisan, ideological, mental gymnastics. I think we can all agree on some fundamentals, such as folks need emergency care, whether they can pay for it or not. And maybe even universal care for kids since they can't help the fact that they're such a parent who can't or won't do what it takes to cover their kids. Now it gets sticky. You see, health care costs money. Unlike some claim, however, health care is not a true commodity. If you don't get good health care, you die. That's pretty final. So it puts the discussion into a bit of a different context than if you're dealing with widgets and pork bellies. So if we acknowledge that health care costs something, then the obvious question is where does the money come from? There's really only one possible source, and that's simply you and me, the people, the huddled masses. But wait, you explain, what about the government? Remember, the government has no money other than what it collects from its citizens, you and me, those same huddled masses. The government does not produce anything. The government just gets its money from the public. If the source of revenue is from the people, the question then becomes, how is that revenue apportioned? Here is where people differ, and it's a deep-seated difference that's moral, political, and philosophical. If the government is the arbitrator of resources to pay for health care, then does it also have a fiduciary responsibility to get the most for their money? What I'm getting at is whether the government, as an instrument of disbursement, has the right, albeit the obligation, to pay for some things and maybe not for others. I know what you're thinking. I'm going to say the R word, rationing. No, let's not go there. But any reasonable person can see that providing the best to all is financially prohibitive. Should the government pay for everyone who has a headache to get an MRI of the brain? What about 90-year-olds who are on dialysis? Should that be continued, and should we pay for that? Quite honestly, I don't think we as a society are anywhere close to being able to make such determinations. And frankly, I don't think the government should do that. Here's the rub. Much of one's health is determined by choices. Understandably, we are born with certain genes that predispose us to various frailties. I, I, I get it. We have accidents. There are things that are completely out of our realm of control. However, studies indicate that most chronic medical health issues, and honestly, these are the ones that cost the most, things like diabetes and hypertension, are a result of lifestyle and choices. In a government-run system where every person foots the bill, so therefore your behavior reaches into my pocketbook, what are my and your responsibilities to guarantee that the system will work? Is it better for society as a whole to forfeit a portion of my income to pay for universal medical care? This is really a moral dilemma, not a governmental declaration. 
in turn, should government be able to limit your ability to choose certain behaviors that increase your health risk? How many of you are willing to go down that road? If I'm paying, should I not be able to guide where the funds are distributed? The reality of both society and human nature is that there always will be those who can't pay and those who can. What is the moral obligation of payers to be their brother's keeper, and what is the responsibility of all of us not to burden the system with self-induced maladies? These are not easily answered questions, but ones we need to consider as we seek solutions. I'll be honest. I don't ever see a system that works perfectly. We're too big, too complicated, and too diverse as a country. I also don't think we're even close to a consensus on even the basic questions of universal access and cost. We live in a society that is so deeply divided about moral and ethical issues that I hold little hope for any substantial political solution to meeting the needs of the sick. The Affordable Health Care Act is worse than a joke as it gets us no closer to meeting those needs. And what it really does is lulls many into a complacent coma thinking that reform has actually been achieved. It's a travesty not so much for the additional bureaucracy that it creates and for the illusion of reform that it potentiates, but it's just not doing us what we need to, be have, what we need to have done. Those really seeking a better solution will be stymied from pursuing other real reform because all the energy, money, and political capital will be sucked into this Obamacare black hole. Now, I'll be the first to tell you I don't have a solution. There are a multitude of folks infinitely smarter than me who've been left scampering for fresh ideas like a straggler in the desert searching for an oasis. Like, like most things, my best hope is to try and answer these deeper questions for myself and then apply the answers to my own life. It's the kind of the man in the mirror idea. If I really believe all folks should have quality care, I have to seek a way to provide that in my own practice. If I really believe those who abuse their bodies and destroy their health with cigarettes or excess calories or alcohol should bear the burden of increased costs, then I ought to find a way to help them change that behavior or explain to them why they have to pay the price, quite literally. If I feel good health is supported by wise choices, then I have to be of a living example and live my life accordingly. While I can't elicit a macro solution, the micro solution is for each of us to make healthy choices and encourage those that we love and care for to do the same. That's all there is for today. Again, this is Dr. Ron Hooker. Make healthy choices.